Welcome to the Reactive's Digital Brief Podcast. My name is Luca Bertuzzi, your digital and media editor. This week, we take a closer look at Slovenia and its media situation for a complete overview of the most relevant digital and media developments over the past seven days, sign up to our free newsletter or visit the website youractive.com. This is Euractive's Digital Brief Podcast. Today I'm joined by my new colleague, Molly Killian. Hello, Molly. Hi. It's great having you uh, with us and uh, Molly will focus mainly on media affairs and support the, the, the team on this. So now let's move to Slovenia and its uh, media situation. Slovenia has been criticized, uh, in particular its government, for its attack on journalists. And uh, this week it was put on the watch list of Civicus Monitor. So. We have been joined by uh, a guest, Spila Stare, Secretary General of the Slovenian Association of Journalists. Welcome, Spila. Thank you for having me. So, Spila, could you please uh, explain to us the situation in Slovenia today for journalists? We were quite normal country uh, like a year ago or a year and a half ago. Uh, but lately and in this last year, the journalists are experiencing a lot of pressures um, they are coming from the government, from the prime minister, from the media that are owned by the ruling party members. Um, uh, they are coming from trolls uh, on online. Uh, so the environment is really becoming more and more hostile toward media and toward uh, journalists and also in general towards the media freedom. There are those who compare uh, Prime Minister Janza uh, and his approach to the media to uh, Viktor Orban in Hungary. What do you think about this comparison? Our Prime Minister is a friend of Viktor Orban. He was um, visiting him and he was defending him on a European level. Um, and uh, also the media that our ruling party, uh, SDS, um, established um, like three, four years ago. Recently, even before this, this government came to power, um, you know, in that media ownership, uh, the uh, people that are close to Orban entered uh, with financial investments in that media. We are also now um, experiencing, you know, the larger this uh, investment penetration into the um, Slovenian uh, market by Hungarians. So um, also our third commercial television, Planet TV, was bought by, by Hungarians recently. Uh, also our second... Um, biggest uh, news portal was supposed to be bought by Hungarians, but then the deal uh, was um, was not finalized. And also some of the strategy, how to subordinate media, how to uh, exercise control over media are very similar to, to Hungary. 
we are having contacts with non-governmental organizations, with journalists, with uh, experts in Hungary, and they are seeing a lot of similarities. Although, of course, the grip over the media, especially in changing the legislative framework in which media are operating, it's not as tight. We can't compare this to the situation in Hungary. Uh, because this government came to power in March and in June they introduced the proposals draft for media legislation, but there was such an opposition even from their coalition partners that they did not push it through. So um, the legal framework more or less stayed as it was before uh, this government, although we have to state that the media laws, uh, uh, Mass Media Act and the law on radio television of Slovenia, which are the most important media laws, um, were both adopted, passed uh, in the in the. 2005, 2006, in the times of the first Janis Janša's government. So this uh, media legislation is totally outdated and it needs a reform. Sivakas cites the COVID-19 pandemic as having been used as a pretext for restricting civil space and civil freedoms. How has the pandemic been used to curtail media freedoms? At the beginning of the first wave, of course, we were all very scared. We didn't know how this virus will evolve, how the pandemic will evolve. And uh, there was a panic in society. Nevertheless, this government immediately after things became seriously, although Slovenia was not very affected in the first wave, we were one of the countries with lowest number of, of infected that everything. Immediately at the beginning, you know, government suspended um, live press uh, conferences. It was crucial to inform the public. Their first idea was that they would just speak as a show, you know, with no journalists there, with no questions. Then they said, okay, you can uh, write us questions in advance and we will answer when we can and how we can. This shows the attitude toward media and toward journalists by this government. And then, of course, this was criticized and then they uh, adopted a new strategy. So, yeah, the journalists, there were online press conferences later on. This pandemic affected the journalists' um, ability to access public information greatly because at the beginning, the, these um, deadlines, you know, in which um, officials need to reply were suspended. And then the officials just uh, get used to it, you know, and they really are prolonging answering to journalists or they don't answer journalists reporting a lot of problems uh, regarding access of uh, public information. Slovenia also did not adopt any help packages for media sector. So there was no specific help for media, although the figures are showing that uh, advertising dropped uh, for 11% in, in the year 2020. So media were affected. Then we have uh, this uh, big problem uh, with our government communications office agency. 
their director is Uros Urbania and uh, he's exercising a lot of pressure to Slovene press agency, you know, that uh, the, the, the government cut their funding. So they are now from January without funding, although they are public media and uh, they should be funded by state. And this um, director of this um, communication agency, government communication agency, uh, also has very strange uh, strategy because never before uh, ministers and other officials, um, members of expert groups for vaccination or for epidemic, they never had to ask somebody to come and to, in the evening news or to give an interview, you know. The communication um, agency just um, did not allow ministers and other members of expert groups and to appear on national news. I mean, this is was not unprecedented that even the minister needs to go and ask if he can answer journalist questions. Newspapers and mag magazines were banned in uh, bars, restaurants, uh, hairdressers, saloons. Um, and this um, really affected uh, the revenue of the print media. Uh, because they were banned from March last year to September. So all this together shows, you know, this hostile attitude and uh, they see uh, media like this, they are describing them as mainstream media, as biased, as... Uh, spreading um, like lies that they are uh, criticizing uh, the government, uh, that they have like uh, some intent behind it. Thanks, uh, Spella, for this uh, very comprehensive overview. So, uh, as I said at the beginning of this episode, uh, uh, Slovenia is going to take over the rotating presidency of the EU Council, which is a key uh, position in negotiating uh, uh, files that go through the legislative process. Uh, but also in diplomatic terms, uh, it has a lot of visibility on the EU agenda. Uh, what can we expect from a media perspective? Uh, do you think they're going to be less keen to speak to the media? Or do you think, for example, that there are several um, proposals now on the table to support media pluralism? Do you expect any move in this regard? We will see domestically. I don't believe that there will be like a big uh, change in the direction in the in the policy that uh, this government is having you can see that our prime minister is also picking a fight with uh, um, european journalists with uh, MAPs with everybody, uh, with uh, Dunja Mijatovic, for example, uh, with everybody who are stressing that something is wrong in Slovenia. Um, so I don't think that they will change this strategy that they are having or this attitude towards Slovene media. 
maybe in the international arena, you know, they will go along with these plans, some of the plans, because uh, we are also hearing from ambassadors that there is a distinction between uh, Yanis Yansha, for example, and Viktor Orban, who is openly, uh, I don't know, very close to China or Russia, that Yanis Yansha is still behind, like, in favor of you and NATO and, you know, we are not having a lot of uh, EU uh, skepticism in Slovenia. Maybe this is also the distinction from Hungary. Also, the public opinion is in favor of European Union. So I think in this line, uh, they will go along. Uh, But uh, this hostile and... uh, attitude toward the media and journalists, I think it's very much ingrained into uh, our prime minister, and I don't think this will change. Um, Although maybe because of the presidency, you know, this, uh, I talked about the proposals, the drafts of the media legislation that would jeopardize the financial stability of our public media, I think that they won't now push it through because they this would uh, cause a lot of um, internal uh, conflict and probably now they don't want to present this to the you know to the international arena although we are having protests uh, from the start when this government came into power I think um, also the opposition to that not opposition in the in the political sense but like uh, opposition of citizens that are demanding changes will also be very active and um, we will see how this balance will uh, play out in times of presidency Špela Stare is secretary general at the Slovenian Association of Journalists thank you Špela for being with us today That's all we got time for this week. Don't forget to sign up to our free Digital Brief newsletter to receive a comprehensive overview of all the digital things in the world of European politics and policy. Also, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast published on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher and Amazon Music. I'm your Luca Bertuzzi and thank you for listening. <music>